called the immediate living kind of board of commissions to order. Mr. Brown, has the meeting been properly advertised? Yes, sir, it has. Patrick must be on his way. Thank you, sir. Uh, is there someone here from United Ministerial Alliance? No? All right, then we'll go where, where God dwells. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Moses, he leads us in our invocation of pledge, please. Please stand for the invocation of the pledge. Let us pray. Uh, gracious God, we thank you for this beautiful day. And Father God, we thank you for this rain to replenish the earth. We pray for divine wisdom and insight for this body as they deliberate on the business of this county. And then, Father God, we pray for our outgoing Magistrate George. We pray that you would bless her to have a prosperous, Father God, retirement, and that you be with her. This we thank you for in Christ's name. Amen. Amen. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Thank you, sir. Time we're going to pause on our agenda to make a special recognition. We have a young lady in our audience who has <coughs> uh, given so many years of faithful service to Liberty County, Georgia, and she's uh, going to uh, retire. Oh, she has retired. 30 persons already come. <laughs> she has retired. She has retired. We wanted her not to just walk away without knowing how much uh, the Board of Commissioners as well as Liberty County appreciate her. <laughs> I uh, attended a reception just a few days ago that was very well attended, and she was hugged and kissed and loved to no end. But we wanted her to come today to the commission uh, so that we could extend our appreciation for her wishes. I'm going to let you make a statement first. If you'll come, please, Judge Anderson, and, and tell us about your transition. And then, then we'll. Well, I didn't prepare a statement, but you know me, if I ever start talking, if you, you know, I had to if, stop. If you just talking. go to the. <laughs> <laughs> Throw something at me. Uh, well, I have spent 40 years in magistrate court, and it has been absolute honor to have the citizens of Liberty County reelect me that many terms and allow me to serve there. It has been a very wonderful experience working with uh, the different committees and, and uh, law enforcement agencies, the commission, the, um, the, well, I guess the, I would say the uh, one thing that made the success of my tenure there was the wonderful employees, the, uh, who are citizens of Liberty County. Men that there in the past and the ones that are still there, some have been with me 30-something years. Over the years, we've had magistrates and we've had clerks and, um, you know, that have worked there. Most, a lot of them are, have been there just about the whole time. And we have wonderful staff. It's, it just makes it a joy to, to spend time at work, even though the work is hard and it is very, um, sensitive because we deal with people who have problems and while we go into work every day and you know it's another day at work for us the people that come into our court and have problems it's maybe the most important day of their life now we also um we the, the, i can't we have a, uh, an office at the jail we have court we do all the arrest warrants, 
search warrants, first appearance hearings. In the beginning, we probably did about eight or nine hundred maybe warrants a year, which was a lot. And most of those were bad check warrants, but we don't hardly do any bad check warrants anymore because all the stores have that, you know, whatever they do uh, that, that guarantees the check. But we, and if we did probably averaged maybe uh, five or six search warrants a year. Now we do 200 a year. We do, uh, we may do four or 5,000 warrants and none of them are for bad checks and things like that. Everybody has to have a first appearance hearing that's, you know, arrested. <coughs> that's on our criminal side. We do the county ordinance violations. We do dispossessories. We, I think we have about the, about 900 that have been issued or, I mean, filed up to date. And those are very time sensitive. They get filed. They're generally, the sheriff's department's got them served the next day. And we've got, they've got seven days to answer. If they don't answer, they can be put out by default. If they do answer, we put them on the calendar in seven or 10 to seven to 10 days. They have a hearing and then we dispose of that. So it's fast paced and a lot of sad stories. So it takes uh, the, the staff, as I was talking about, you have to be, you have to have a very good demeanor. You have to have a kindness. You have to be a caring person. <coughs> and you have to be able to put all, in that, all that together and uphold the law. And sometimes it isn't an easy thing to do. But we've, I've done it for 40 years. And I was telling somebody in the beginning Back then, I used to go home sometimes, and I would actually at night be in my bed and cry about something that some people I had to put out in the street that day. And it's a, something you have to learn when you first start. It's not easy. And I have a wonderful uh, person that has, uh, has been appointed to uh, uh, take my place. This is not the end of my term, but due to some family problems with some uh, school and children and stuff, I just need to be able to be where I can go and do what I need to do. Uh, I, but I have been honored, truly honored. Law enforcement, we work with all law enforcement in the, in the whole uh, county and uh, <coughs> in the city and the county and working with my representative here. And, <laughs> and, and it's been, it's been it's, there's been ups and downs but overall, it's been a good ride, and I hope that I have done a good job. I've always tried to do that, to be fair and, and still, uh, you know, follow the law. And I don't know of any time that I haven't. If someone else thinks it's, uh, that happened, well, and, and probably they did, because as I've said before, this is not a per, uh, popularity situation in, in this position, because, you know, in the civil, area when people come before you for a hearing 50 percent of them leave mad as heck at you you know because <laughs> they lost and then half of the other 50 percent leave mad because they didn't get what they thought they deserved <laughs> so you got to be very uh uh very tough skin sometime and it but and, and i just feel like it's been so much a part of my life it's really going to be hard to kind of give it up, but I, I think that because the year that magistrate court was created, I was a JP, Justice of the Peace, and all Justice of the Peace 
these automatically became magistrates. So the year it was created, the day it was created, I became a magistrate. And that was 40 years ago in this year. So, and there was no real big thing. I, there was a, the, the, well, the uh, small claims court judge automatically became the chief magistrate. And he had a room on the bottom floor of the courthouse, the old courthouse. And that's all it was, was just a room. You walked in, the, his secretary or clerk was right there, which was his wife. And she had a manual typewriter and a 10-key adding machine. <laughs> he had a desk in the back. When people came in, you know, they sat in front of his desk. And he, you know, proceeded to try to solve the problems that they were dealing with. <clears throat> so uh, we started off with that. And then when he didn't run, he, he, when he didn't run and I ran, he went left. And his wife went with him, <laughs> so, we, you know, so we didn't. We had to go back and start from scratch. But I've had wonderful people. I've, I love the people of Liberty County. I am Liberty County proud. And uh, Commissioner Lovett and I grew up together down in Waldoville, and so we got a staunch feeling for justice and all that stuff, yes, right? Indeed. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. <laughs> but anyway, I thank you uh, for. Uh, let me have the opportunity to do this, and I—it's a—it's a very humbling job when you get right down to it because of the fact that we have control over people's <coughs> lives that have no, some no recourse, and some have no control over their own lives themselves, and a lot of sad situations that we have to deal with. Jill Dennison, a few months ago, had the most we honored uh, Hazel Carter for her accomplishments and being a trailblazer in the state of Georgia. Uh, you may not realize it, but this is being live streamed. So you have the opportunity to talk about the trailblazer in your family, on, on whose shoulders you stand, who helped to make Waltonville and Liberty yes. County a good place. And I am a chip <laughs> off the old block, I guess you could say, and I didn't realize we were being live streamed. Mm -hmm. um, and people say, well, where do you, you know, how did you do all this and how do you figure out stuff? Because I'm, I'm not an attorney and you don't have to be an attorney for that uh, court. Uh, but I had the most wonderful parents who were honest and kind and my mother was the first mayor of Waldiville. She and some other ladies got the, the property incorporated, and uh, she was the first mayor, and they, all the ladies became councilwomen as, uh, and the, uh, to run the county, I mean the city. And then once they got everything going, the first election, oh, they all had opposition. And it was all men. <laughs> but they didn't have to worry. They beat them like a red-headed self-child. <laughs> so uh, she was, uh, she was, I mean, Walter Cronkite. If any of you are young, uh, old enough to remember Walter Cronkite. And, there, and, and some more of the Sunday night news um, 
uh, programs, they came to Waldaville. They interviewed us all. You would have thought, and my mama kept saying, what in the world are these people? Because she, they hadn't done anything to, you know, to gain notoriety. But it was a lot of work. You had a lot of steps to go through. You had to stay with it. They had a lot of things that they, uh, they got done. They got street lights. They got water. They got, I mean, these women were on it. And so they did a lot of work. And uh, so I guess I've, you know, I've all, and, and of course my mother owned a business and she ran the business. It was the, um, what you would call the neighborhood little grocery store gas station because it, you know, it was before Jiffy Marts and stuff like that. So I grew up working hard in that. Well, I actually grew up on a farm. And when I was a teen, young teenager, we got that store and we worked in there. Then my mother went through all that. My dad was always, he wasn't much, he was quiet. quiet. He didn't want any notoriety, but he was always there to support her and me and my sister and anything we wanted to do. So, you know, I guess it's just in our blood. Because <laughs> yeah. I know that was the first all-female city council. Yes, the first in, uh, first all-female government in the state of Georgia, yeah. whatever. They've got a play in the United States. In the yeah. United States, they've got, we've got a lot of uh, information on that when my mother passed away. Uh, I was going through her things. She had letters, and I remembered then that we had, when she got those letters, some of them were, they were from foreign countries in Europe and different places. We had to get, see if we could get someone at Fort Stewart that knew someone that could, uh, you know, that could read the letters to us because we, we couldn't read that language. Uh, so, uh, and I found them, she had kept them all in a, and I think so they had to, you know, they had to be translated. And it was women you would have, that were writing them and, and even men, you know, and it was such a big deal. It was like they had landed on the moon or something, you know. Landed in Waldorf. <laughs> yeah, landed in Waldorf. And, and they were just doing what you do. Yeah. And that's what right. we do here. Right. And, that, yes, and that is the people in, in Liberty that's County. That's the fiber of the county. We do what we do yes, and right. we do what we got that's to right. do. That's and right. I have to say, over those 40 years, <clears throat> I have traveled. We have required uh, uh, um, learning, uh, continuing education every year. And we have lots of meetings and stuff. I've served on uh, committees and, and programs and stuff all over the state of Georgia during that time, helping the magistrate court really get established through the state. Uh, but the one thing that I have always been so proud of is that when you're talking about these things, many of these counties, and they'll talk about, you know, oh, my sheriff's department, and this one wants that, and my commissioner's not. I mean, I would have hated to live in those places because they were all like, <laughs> you know, at each other's throats and necks and no support. And I was so happy that we had, I lived in a place where we don't always agree now. And I could tell you a few little things about that, but I won't. Because <laughs> we just had budget, you know. <laughs> anyway, uh, but everybody tried to always come together, and uh, everybody in, in so many of those counties were, were vying for, you know, the, to be the top dog or whatever. I don't, I don't know. I just never could understand it, and I thought, how did they ever get anything done? <laughs> and probably they didn't get a lot done. But I have been very honored to serve. I thank all the citizens of Liberty County because every four years it was a, you had to, you know, get voted in again. And uh, I appreciate all the cooperation from this board and the previous boards. And like I said, law enforcement, 
all over the county. We didn't even have some of the cities that we have now uh, back then. <coughs> They've been since incorporated. And, um, and, and truly, the people that worked with me and for me, however, have been the best in the world, the best in the world. Well, we appreciate you. And this time, we're going to allow the commissioners, if you want to have comments and share sentiments with Jared Anderson, then we'll go down and make a presentation. I, I wondered, um, I believe Ms. Lindell was the first female mayor in the state of Georgia. Is that correct? I think she was the first female. I, I think so. I was just looking at something there. I think she was the first female <coughs> in, in um, Liberty County and the first female in the state, and you were the first female magistrate in Liberty County. That is true. So we got a first all the way around. Yeah. And I have a daughter, and there's no telling what she's doing. <laughs> <laughs> she's my wife taught her. So. <laughs> yeah, your wife taught her, so you know how, how, what that, how that's going to turn out, because she knows. <laughs> Judge Anson? Yes, sir. 40 years is a long time. But 40, 40 years is a long time. Long time. I want to say thank you for your service that you provide. And like you say, you found out very quickly you can't satisfy everyone. Absolutely. Some leave happy, some leave sad. But you did a good job. Enjoy your retirement. Thank you. I always tried to do <clears throat> what was right according to the law and the best I could to make it as easy as, or as comfortable as I could for everybody. No matter who you were, I just... You know, you have to do that if you're going to have a job like that. You might, that's why justice is blind. Judge Anderson, uh, first of all, I just want to say thank you for your service uh, to the entire Liberty County. It's definitely been a, been a pleasure uh, with you being in our office over there, and you're going to totally be missed. Uh, Forty years, man. Forty years. Yeah. Yeah. I was, that's... I started when I was 12. <laughs> I, I, was, I was wondering, I was trying to do the math, and the math wasn't mathy, so I was trying to figure it out. I was a child prodigy, I, I guess. Hey, listen, and, and I can see That's why. Ab absolutely. Great job, because, uh, yeah, because you've been the only, almost the only judge I, I've known over there. <laughs> yeah, for 40 years. But uh, just like what everyone else was saying, uh, I always try to say this, and, and I try to stick with this. Uh, you always wanted the popular thing and the right thing to coexist. Yes. But if they don't, always pick the right thing. That's right. And you've always have done that over there, and we definitely appreciate your service to, to this entire community. And you will be missed, but I think we all know where to find you if we need you. So you thank you so much. You certainly do, and I will be right there. <laughs> Absolutely. Or, which is it. Yes, sir. Uh, well, I think you'll always be Judge Anderson. Right. Judge Anderson. Well, yeah, I think that's you're right. always getting to be, the, you, you get to be called that, even that's if you can't right. go in and do things. And I appreciate everything you've done over the past 40 years. And I went into the, swe the swearing in this, this afternoon for Judge Paula Hendricks and Judge McCurt. And um, I think you left it in good hands. I the timing did. was right. I really and I think feel you've done good right. about it. You know, yeah, like I said, for right. 40 years, I think you I know. mentioned that to you. I felt like it was kind of my baby that I had been raising, and I couldn't just let it go, you know. Yeah. But then it, I thought, 
They, they, they can take care of this baby. That's right. That's right. And they can. And they, they can. can. But I remember when I first um, saw it, um, my position, and Walterville was in my district at that time, and I went to, to see your mother um, at the Anderson store. And, Lord, it was just hard to pin her down. She was just all over. She was a busy woman, you know. And, and, and she, but she gave me some good pointers. She, I think she pointed me in the right direction to people to talk to. And uh, she gave me a lot of good advice. So um, with that, I am, I'm just overwhelmed that I got to know her daughter as the judge of Liberty County also and to work with you during this tenure. And, and, and you have been on the council, uh, the commission for a long time. So you have, thank you. it's been a pleasure working well, with you, Connie. Thank you. Yes, And I know about Mama because we had gas tanks. You didn't pump your own back then. No, she, was, she was pumping gas and <laughs> writing, signing orders and giving people tips and everything Yes, she, she was a one of a kind. <laughs> yes. Mr. Gillett. Uh, Judge Anderson, congratulations. I do remember, um, and all of us from the chairman down this side, all of us run the, the same term, the same four-year term. And I remember in, um, I guess it was 2020, you said that I think you had opposition, but you said that you would just plan on just running one more time. And you were successful, um, you know, because the, the people knew what you represented and, and what you brought to the table. And, um, and we're grateful for that. But I, I can go back. Um, to my years at the recreation department when um, you had two boys that played sports when before my brother Ricky worked down there, I worked down there. And um, just by the luck of the draw, your two boys' name were Bobby and Billy. Bob, Bobby Anderson, Billy. Billy was the baseball player and Bobby was the track star. And um, you know, we had some real good times back then traveling, they all had real good teams. Uh, like I say, Billy could hit a baseball and he could also shoot a rifle pretty good too, from what my cousins told me, uh, <laughs> uh, the, from doing the turkey shoot hunting. But um, we we we're gonna miss you. I know you'll still be around, and um, congratulations in your retirement. I was hoping that you would have um, were able to, you know, complete your. That was your goal to do one more term, but you know you, I guess uh, a year and five months short. Uh, but. And it was kind of short, and I apologize for that because I knew I was trying to make arrangements for those girls and their school, and all. And school starts tomorrow. Mm -hmm. So I, I tried, I said, no, I just have to do it because I can't wait <coughs> another month and they're in school and we got right, a big mess right. that I got to straighten out there. So, I mean, uh, you know, you got God, family, and country, and all that, but, you know, these are children oh, that you got I'm family. responsible yeah. for and they're, right. and they're young children and they don't have anybody else. So I'm, I'm going to be there for them. Well, congratulations <laughs> and um, we're going to miss you, but we appreciate all that you've given to this county. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Judge Anderson, you married my daughter and you were always there when, when we needed you. And um, I think you've done a good job and you were first. Um, and I remember Bobby and Billy and Hollis, all of them. But, um, you know, you've got things you need to do, and this board understands it. And I know the public will understand it. I uh, wish we could have done something to make life easier, but sometimes, you know, you can just do so much with, uh, as Commissioner Stevens says, you can do so much with the, the almighty copper penny and then, you know, other things that you were needed. But hopefully that 
Um, the transition will be smooth, but I also know you well enough to know that if uh, your person you leave in charge needs anything, they'll be glad to help them. Yes, so, they uh, will. Uh, they certainly will. She, uh, uh, she's worked with me for two years as a magistrate there, so she's been involved in uh, all the stuff. She is an attorney. She's, uh, and she's, and then the young man that was appointed to take her place is a mm -hmm. local young man. I don't know if you guys, uh, who all, of, how many of y'all know, but his mother was an employee of this county and this courthouse for many years. Michael McGurk okay. is the new JP, I mean, uh, justice, uh, I mean, magistrate that's gonna take, uh, take her place. He's been with us uh, a little over two years. He's been in real estate. He was living in Atlanta, moved back because he didn't want to raise his children up there. He worked with uh, maybe Hinesville Housing and, and some of the HUD projects that he was working for those projects with the rentals and all. So he knows all that law and all how all that works. And we have so much of that. I cannot, we have more subsidized housing of, of sorts in this county than any four counties around us. And I don't know how we can, I don't know how all these people that wind up here and they're not from here. I think they come in with people that are in the military maybe and just decide to stay, but then they don't have anywhere to go. They have no support. And uh, we have a real problem, I don't know. I'm hoping that, uh, and if there's anything that I could do with you know, the Ministerial Alliance or anybody else that's working on that, I would be happy to, to do that now that I have free time. <laughs> we can all testify that we know how you got the position because you politicked us all in there, so you sure you're not really running again, so. Well, no, you never stop politics. No, I know that. <laughs> Judge Anderson, if you will come this way, Mr. Brown, if you will read that for us. Judge Anderson, you will come this way. Representative Williams, will you join us, please? For the, come around. Come around. Come on the podium for us. Commissioners, listen. This is a certificate of recognition from the Liberty County Board of Commissioners presented to Judge Melinda Anderson for 40 years of service as magistrate court judge in Liberty County, signed by the chairman. Committee appointments from time to time, Judge. I've been known to bite off more than I could chew, although I kept on chewing, so I'll have some free time. Thank you so much, and congratulations to you. Two more. This ain't the same as this one, is it? He says there's two additional. 
Judge, you're welcome to stay out. We will graciously excuse you. That's right. Well, that was, start school tomorrow. That was a subtle hint. <laughs> Thank you all. Thank and, you, Judge. Uh, it's been a pleasure. Uh, good luck with whatever you're here for. <laughs> <laughs> Wish them all well, huh? <laughs> Thank you, Judge. All uh, right, LCPC, Ms. Rickerson, we need to go into public hearing. We had a motion to go into public hearing. We had to move. Ah, I did. You did? Yeah. I'm moving. Are we Second. Second. All in favor? Mr. Chairman, on the the July 20th meetings, mm -hmm. I would like the minutes to reflect that um, that I dialed in for that meeting that says that um, that I joined the meeting, which I did, but um, I was there from the beginning. Mm -hmm. we'll, that, when I was we'll, we'll make those changes. Yes, sir. Yes, sir, we'll make those changes. Uh, that's the only correction? If so, Chair, take the motion to I got. approve the minutes with the necessary corrections. Motion? So move. Second. 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 All in favor, show your hands. Means we approve with the necessary corrections. Thank you for that catch, Mr. Gill. <coughs> All right, we're in public here. Good evening, Chairman, uh, members of the commission. Uh, we've, I've got four items to present to you, four zoning items, but I also want to call attention to, in case there's anybody here for one that was, uh, we had advertised for a hearing tonight. It was a variance for Flemington Forest out off of McIntosh Lake Road. Uh, at the request of the applicant, we deferred that to your mid-month meeting on the on the 17th, so that will not be heard tonight, but okay. I would like to present the ones that we have on the well, agenda tonight. Uh, the first item that we have is a request by Mr. Chester Barrett. Uh, this is a rezoning petition uh, 2023-041. Uh, this is a request to rezone 71.89 acres of land from A1 and AR1. It's split zoning, so <coughs> on Highway 84. I want to rezone that to MHP, which is Manufactured Home Park, for, a, uh, to, for the purpose of uh, expanding an existing Manufactured Home Park that he has on the property. This property is located at uh, 240 CL Barrett Drive in an un in unincorporated county off of Highway 84 between Flemington and Midway. This is the sign on the property. You can see Mr. Barrett's muffler shop there in the, in the background there. This is Highway 84. Uh, you got the advertisement of the Coastal Courier. Uh, this is uh, just a map showing the vicinity, Highway 84 here and Homestown Road. This is a long, uh, long, uh, deep lot off of Highway 84. You can see there's some ponds, and this is the area where his existing mobile home park is. He'd like to expand that by, I think, three additional units. And you can see here, that's just a zoning map. The front part of the property here is zoned AR. One and the back part back here, the majority of the property is currently zone A1, which is ag. And this is the flood map, just showing uh, that there's a good bit of the property in the rear, most part of the property that's in the flood plain and the flood, uh, actually the flood way of Peacock Canal back in the, in the rearmost part of the property. <coughs> and you can see here the wetlands map, there's a good bit of wetlands on the property as well, but there's a, uh, the, area in the middle part there where, the, where it's developed that's not wetlands and that's the area where he'd like to expand the mobile home park. And this is just a plat of the property just showing the current layout, the road going back into the mobile home park and this is the existing area uh, where the mobile homes are, are currently located and this is the area where he wants to expand to 
put the three additional <coughs> units right here in this area. And that's just his concept plan, just showing you a little bit bigger picture of what I just showed you there, just showing you where he wants to put the new uh, units. And these are just some pictures of existing structures on the property. You can see there are a number of mobile homes there, and there's some uh, uh, community facilities here, some pavilions uh, where they have recreational activities. This additional, you know, the big, you saw the big water feature from the, uh, from the aerial photograph. That's ground level shot of that. This, that's the current. That's the current layout. I think I just. Okay, our zoning analysis. Does this property have reasonable economic value as it's currently zoned? The answer is yes. Does a proposed use conform to the Fort Stewart joint land use study? <coughs> our answer is yes to that. Uh, number three, does a proposed use conform to the Liberty County Comprehensive Plan? The uh, answer there is no. It's designated as agriculture and forestry. Number four, will there be an adverse effect on the value and usability of nearby properties? No. Uh, is the proposed use suitable in view of nearby uses? Uh, no, the surrounding uses are all agricultural. Number six, will this create an undue burden on transportation or schools or public utilities? The answer is no. Uh, number seven, would this create a short-term gain at the expense of our long-term goals? No. Uh, will this change cause a domino effect or encourage sprawl? No. Number nine, is, are there any unique historical sites that would be adversely impacted by this rezoning request? We haven't noted any. Number 10, is this parcel in a flood hazard area? Yes, we showed you that on the previous map. It's in the uh, A zone and in the floodway. Uh, number 11, is it spot zoning and unrelated <coughs> to the existing pattern of development? As you saw from looking at the map, most of the area is agricultural and forestry, but this is an existing uh, non-conforming mobile home park and you see there in number 12, uh, that's a unique, we've identified that as a unique condition that supports approval of this request because it is a, an existing non-conforming manufactured home park and this rezoning would make it conforming. So planning commission heard this at their July the 18th meeting and they recommend approval with standard conditions and I'll be glad to answer any questions and the applicant is here as well. Before we bring the applicant, any questions for Mr. Rickerson? Mm, I have none. Right, applicant's here? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mr. Mr. Barrett, yes. what we normally do is open the floor to the applicant to make a statement if you should choose. You don't have to, but to make a statement if you should choose about your about your project. You good? All right. <laughs> is there anyone here to uh, speak against the uh, public hearing project? Can there be none? All right. Jay, you ready for a motion? Yes, sir. Chair, I make a motion that we allow Mr. Chester Barrett to <clears throat> rezone the 71.89 acres from A1 to AR1. Second. Motion and second that we approve the rezoning petition as presented by LCPC for the rezoning. Any further discussion? Seeing be none, all in favor, by show of hands, please. The rezoning petition is approved. Mr. Barrett is approved, sir. Thank you. I'll, I'll like to. Um, <laughs> Welcome, Mr. Barrett. Um, CL, over here. Yeah, over here, CL. Right, CL, over here, right here. Yeah, yeah I'll, 
I was telling Chairman, I would like to welcome you to Hinesville. You're, 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 you only come up here about once every 50 years, you know, so. And, and, and it took the state representative to bring you this time. I, 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 think, I know for, for once, the, the last time I know you came to Hinesville, um, I gave you a ride, and that's been 10 years ago, so I, yeah, yeah, all right. But good to see you, good to see you. I mean, it's, it's, I, I, was, I was saying the same thing. Just welcome to Hinesville. Y'all quit picking up. <laughs> My man. Leave him off. <laughs> Y'all let right. him go because he needs to be home before dark. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next presentation. Right. Okay. Sir. Our, our next request is a request for a conditional use. This was submitted by ME SAC Engineering on behalf of Daybreak Industrial uh, for a borrow pit. This property is located on Smiley Hall Road. Uh, it's pretty much an area, as you'll see from the maps, uh, that is surrounded by a property owned by the Liberty County Development Authority. And you can see there the parcel number is identified on here. This is, in, this is in, uh, also in District 1. Public notification, you can see we've got a sign on the property. This is a gate going into the Development Authority property, and then this property is down on the, on the right-hand side just through that gate there. This is the ad that we ran in the Coastal Courier advertising tonight's hearing. And this is a map just showing the vicinity. This is uh, Highway 17, Coastal Highway here. You can see uh, Smiley Hall Road here coming off of Highway 17, and this property is kind of floating in the middle of this bigger pro property here that's owned by the uh, Liberty County Development Authority. And you can see the flood map here. The, uh, the back half of this property is located in the floodplain. Uh, the pit is proposed to be up here in the uplands. And this is the wetlands. You can see that uh, maybe three-fourths three of this property is, uh, is, is identified here in wetlands. I don't think it's all in there, but this is, this is what we have from the wetlands inventory map. But again, the, uh, the pit's going to be up here in the area that's outside of the wetlands. And this is a zoning map just showing that the, uh, it's, it's in the middle of this industrial property. The industrial property I-1 is, zoned, uh, is, is, I is uh, shown in gray. The green here is the A1, which is, is this is agricultural property, and borrow pits are allowed as a conditional use in agricultural property. And this is a survey of the property. You can see the Smiley Hall Road coming here, and they get their access through a, uh, a road coming through there. It's 59, a little over 59 acres of land. Descriptive narrative just saying that they want to uh, create a borrow pit on this property, and they're going to follow all the procedures that are required for a a borrow pit, they're going to get their approval from the state EPD in order to, um, to operate this, this pit under the state law. And this is just showing a, um, kind of a, showing a blow up of the proposed location. You can see that's the, that's the property, parcel line that we looked at earlier. You can see that they're showing the area being the, pretty much the northern half of that property. And this is just a blow up of that previous picture here, just showing the parcel <coughs> in the area where they're proposing to put the borrow pit. And there are six criteria that your ordinance provides for for uh, evaluating uh, for you to consider and uh, considering approval of this uh, conditional use. Number one, uh, the use shall not adversely affect the economic values or physical appearance of the neighborhood or, or areas surrounding the site in question. Uh, we've we've uh, answered that question, no, that it, it should not adversely affect the surrounding area. <coughs> Number two, the use shall be consistent with the comprehensive plan and with the purpose and intent of the land use district. We answered that yes. Uh, this is agricultural. It's, it's shown as agricultural in the 
comprehensive plan and borrow pits are allowed as a conditional use in agricultural land. Number three, the establishment, maintenance, and operation of the land of the use shall not be detrimental or endanger public health or safety, and we've, we've concluded that it will not. Number four, the use will not create an undue burden on transportation, streets, uh, public utilities, and public safety. Uh, we concluded no, it will not. Uh, number five, the design shall minimize the physical environmental effects of adjacent properties, including adverse visual impact buffer zones where necessary <coughs> to shield any adverse uh, factors. Uh, we've noted there that the existing buffer will be maintained. This is in an area that's surrounded by um, industrial property. Number six, additional space for parking, landscaping, and adequate measures for ingress and egress shall be considered necessary to protect uh, adjacent structures and lots from uh, adverse impact, and we haven't noted any additional uh, things that need to be provided for. LCPC Planning Commission uh, heard this at their July 18th meeting, and they recommended approval with standard conditions, and uh, Chairman, the applicant is here, and the, their engineer is here. If you got any questions for them. Any questions from Mr. Rickerson before he leaves the podium? None on this side. No. Applicant, or uh, person representing the applicant. While, you, while you're there, sir, um, let's, let's use this time, once again, for the live stream to educate the general public on why we have so many requests for, like this, that come in uh, before the council. Um, Mark, Marcus Sack with MESAC Engineering. Um, also sit with some of these fine gentlemen on the Development Authority, which we've seen an awful lot of uh, new development in, in Liberty County, not just from the industrial side, but also private development side. I mean, you guys know it just as well as anybody, but from the general public, you probably read about it. Uh, there's a lot of work going on, and to do that work, especially in low-lying areas, you need earth, and you need to move the earth from one project to another uh, so that you have a safe, viable development. And generally, that's what these guys want to do. Um, this is the next to last step to get them legal and be able to mine earth and take it to another site. The next step, of course, will be through Atlanta at EPD. Um, those requirements will require them to monitor and mitigate and reclaim the site once it's done to something that will be fitting in that agricultural area. So um, I think it'll be a good project once it's done. It'll be beneficial to Liberty County and its developments, and I'm happy to answer any questions you may have. Any questions for Mr. Sutton? Mm -hmm. terms. <laughs> we need dirt. Good, good dirt. Yeah, good dirt. Good, good dirt. Good call. Yeah, good, call. good dirt. Yes. We're, we're blessed to live on the coast, but it's also a challenge to live on the coast with the- It most certainly is. Salt yeah. types that we have. I, I, I will say, I want to get this in the record. Um, I did, at, at the um, Planning Commission meeting, it, it was asked whether or not there was proper access to the site, and we reported that we would check on that. Um, actually, Mr. Tolley called me um, and said that he's working with Kelly to make sure there is okay access. One thing that the Development Authority did request is to have a gate just past the drive into this site so that trucks can't inadvertently go more east into Tradeport West. So that is one thing that we'll make sure happens. Marcus, <coughs> yes, let me say this since you stated that. <coughs> make sure my good friend sitting over there, make sure you tell all your trucks to watch the speed limit on Smiley Hall Road. 35 mile an hour. Whatever it is. I told him to go 20. <laughs> okay. All right. 15, go 15. Thank you. Yes, sir. All right. Thank you, sir. Anyone, uh, Mr. Rickerson, anyone in opposition to the uh, project? 
Okay. Yeah. All right, sir. All right. Chair, I make a motion that we allow the daybreak to uh, go ahead and proceed to the next step with the bar pit. Second. And for the discussion, I got a question. When he speaks about, Mark, when he speaks about the state requirements to monitor, is that indefinite or is that for 10 years? Or how, I, just educate me. For the duration of the bar pit. Really? So until it's fully reclaimed, uh -huh. it has to be monitored. And, really? Um, EPD oversees that. That's an annual report that has to be done um, yeah. to maintain that permit. Hmm. Yes, sir. Okay. Thank you. All, right. All in favor of the motion, let number show of hand, please. We did. Opposed? All right. Okay, Mr. Chairman, our next uh, request is a petition from Jane Henry to rezone a half acre of land from A1 uh, to R A1 Agricultural District to R12 single family residential uh, for residential use. The property has frontage on Van Dyke Creek Road and also Ungun uh, Old Gun Road and unincorporated Liberty County out at the coast. It's also in District 1. District 1. In, they, you, you get all the business there. <laughs> uh, this is the sign on the property. Uh, and also the ad in the Coastal Courier that advertised tonight's meeting. And this is the property here, Van Dyke uh, Road here. And um, you can see the property goes from Van Dyke Road down to uh, these lots here along the, the marsh area. They're wanting to cut off just this one little half acre piece right there and sell that as a separate lot from the big track that they, they own here. So this is the property they'd like to, this piece of the property right here is what they'd like to rezone to R12. And that just shows you the zoning map. Uh, this big piece of property right here is currently zoned A1. They want to cut off this piece right here and zone it R12 as all these other lots over here are across the street. And the narrative there is pretty simple. They just want to rezone this half acre piece of property from A1 to R12 so that they can uh, sell it for residential purposes. And there's a plat of the property just showing the exact boundary of the area. This area right here is what they want to cut off as a half acre. Uh, does this property have reasonable economic value <coughs> it's currently zoned? Answer is yes. Uh, does a proposed land use, uh, does a proposed use conform to the Fort Stewart JLA study? Yes. Does the proposed use conform to the county comprehensive plan? This area is designated as um, agricultural forestry, which does allow uh, residential development, so it, it would be consistent with the comprehensive plan. Number four, will, this, will there be an adverse effect on the value and usability of nearby properties? No. Is the proposed use suitable in view of nearby uses? Yes. Uh, this will not create any uh, undue burden on uh, transportation or public safety. Uh, would this uh, create a short-term gain at the expense of our long-term goals? No, uh, this will not create a domino effect or sprawl, and we have not noted <coughs> historical sites that would be negatively impacted. Uh, this parcel is not in the flood hazard area. This would not con constitute spot zoning, and we have not identified any unique conditions that, that support approval or denial. Planning Commission heard this at their July the 18th meeting, and they recommended approval with standard conditions. I'll be glad to answer any questions. Any question for Mr. Rickardson on the proposal? Petitioner here. Hello. Hello. Please come to the podium. Just give us your name and it's a quick two-minute overview of your request. I'm Jane Henry. I just kind of want to cut out that one section that's kind of odd piece of property to me. 
it's a good time to sell and my neighbors are interested in it. So I just want to take advantage of that. Okay. All right. Was there anyone in opposition? None? All right. You got good neighbors then. I do. <laughs> really good ones. <laughs> you got good neighbors then. Right. Which district? One. One? That's one. right. I did say everything is in one. Mr. Chairman, I make a motion we follow the recommendation of LCPC. Second. 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 Any further discussion? All in favor, show of hands, please. All right. Rezoning first proof. Thank you. Chairman, our last uh, rezoning request tonight is a petition uh, that was submitted by Hook and Real on behalf of Kevin Hofkin, uh, who wants to rezone 2.47 acres of land from SFMH, which is single family manufactured home. That's one of our new districts. Uh, it was formerly known as R2A and it wants to rezone that to C2 for a boat storage facility. This property is currently used for boat storage and has been for many years. Uh, the property is located at 685 Kings Road in unincorporated Liberty County at the coast. And again, uh, Mr. Stevens, it's in your district. Uh, this is a picture of the facility. The, the boat storage is over here on the left from this picture. That's the road going in front of it. So that's our sign and the, um, the ad in the Coastal Courier. And this is an aerial photograph. You can see uh, Half Moon Marina is here. The condo is associated with that. So this property is really associated with Half Moon Marina. This is where their, their boat storage is located. You can see there are neighborhoods in the area, but this property has been used as a boat storage facility for many years. And the zoning map there, you can see the orange there is our SFMH area. This is kind of in the middle of that area, but uh, Again, and these, there are houses on this side. This area over here is, is vacant, I believe. Narrative is simple. Uh, they want to, um, they're considering making some improvements to the boat shed. Uh, as I said, this, this has been used as a boat shed for a long time, and uh, the building is pretty dated, so they're looking at trying to update that, that building, and they would like to, um, to get it zoned uh, appropriately so they can so they can do that, enhance the boat storage in that facility. Also, it had been zoned residential. That's right. That's right. So anyway, this is a, uh, a plat of the property just showing the, the layout of the property. And our zoning analysis, uh, does this property have reasonable economic value as it's currently zoned? We answered yes. Uh, does, it, does, it does the proposed use conform to the Fort Stewart j -Lust study? Yes. Uh, does the property conform to the Liberty County Comprehensive Plan? The, the Comprehensive Plan uh, designates this property as residential, but as we said, this is a this has been used for a long time as a non-conforming boat storage facility. Number four, will this be an adverse, will there be an adverse effect on the value and usability of nearby properties? The answer is no. Uh, is the proposed use suitable in view of nearby uses? Yes. Will the zoning proposal create an undue burden on transportation, public safety, or uh, infrastructure? The answer is no. Number seven, would this allow a short-term gain at the expense of our long-term goals? We've answered that as no. Number eight, would it change, would this change cause a domino effect or encourage sprawl? Answer is no. Number nine, are there unique historical sites which may be adversely impacted? We have not identified any. Number 10, this property is not in a flood hazard area. Number 11, uh, is it spot zoning and unrelated to the existing pattern of development? Our answer there is yes, but this is an existing non-conforming use. This, this building is there, it's, it's pretty large structure and it has been there in that current use for a long time. And number 12, are there unique conditions which support approval or denial? And we've noted there that this proposed zoning would make the existing use conforming. 
So Planning Commission heard this request at their July the 18th meeting and they recommended approval with standard and special conditions. And the special condition is that the property shall only be used for boat storage, which it, which it has been used historically. So we'd be glad to answer any questions that you have. Jim, yeah. With that statement right there, mm -hmm. property shall only be used for boat storage. None of us are up here in 10 years, whatever. How will that be recognized? Will that go on? Could that be stamped on to the property need something at this, the courthouse to make sure? This will run with the property and uh, with, the, with the county zoning records. We, we keep a, uh, y'all routinely put conditions on property when you rezone it and we keep a database of that. So uh, we've, we've got that recorded and it'll, it'll run in perpetuity with the land unless they come in and rezone it or get you to relieve that. Okay. <clears throat> Just to follow up on that, so would someone periodically do an inspection to ensure that it's just boat storage. I, I really follow up on what Commissioner Stevens is saying. Well, in order to do anything other than boat storage, you've got to uh, come in and get a permit if you're going to build something else. Oh, you should. But, but uh, generally, when somebody does something they're not supposed to be doing, we get a call and we go out <laughs> and investigate, and, and yeah. it becomes known as with that many people living in that area, you can bet that somebody's going to call if, if something yeah. uh, other than a boat storage goes in there. So when you say nonconforming, I'm assuming you meant this boat store was there before we had a comprehensive plan or? Non-conforming means grandfather. That's, that's okay. the common right. term for that. Okay. It just means it was, it was there prior to having any zoning in yeah. place. Yeah. And had he not been trying to expand it now, we wouldn't be? That's right. He, he could continue to use it in its current state for a long time, but he, it's an old building that needs some, some updating. So I, I think that's why they're wanting to get it rezoned so they can get the permits to update the building. Okay. Just for my permission, so we will find these kind of instances all over the county where people who have been doing a certain activity um, four years before the rules and regs that we have now are in place. So they yeah, your zoning has been in place for about 50 years. This building was there before okay. your zoning. That's okay. okay. Right. Just to piggyback what on Commissioner Stevens said, though, if let's just say in 15 years, he buys another piece of property close and says, I'm going to move my boat storage over there and it's zoned and approved. Mm -hmm. What will happen to this piece of property? He'll have to come back and have it rezoned if it's going to be for a residential use or something. He'd have to come back and get it rezoned. He could. So, once, once you've zoned it commercial, you can't build a house on it. You'd, you'd have to come back and get it okay, rezoned. Okay, that's what I'm saying. I mean, anybody, that, that place has changed hands a lot of different times mm -hmm. and you know, you don't want to lock somebody down to say, well, that, nothing else will ever be able to be built mm -hmm. there. Mm -hmm. So, um, but that, that's not in this condition. No, we, this, this simply says that the, he's locked in for a boat storage. That, that's what's been there for a long time. And, and that's, the neighborhood was built around the boat storage. But mm -hmm. if you change that use to some kind of, some other kind of use, it might be intrusive on the neighborhood, but the neighborhood has, has had this boat stories there from, from but, the beginning. And they would come back before us if that were the case, they were They'd considering some of that activity. Okay. Okay. So, so, yeah, so they would have to come get this condition lifted if they wanted to the do something else. Okay, mm -hmm. all right. Petition That's here? all I got. That's it. Nope. Petition here? No. Nope. No? Nope. Okay. Right. Was there anyone who opposed this, sir? No, sir. No, sir. All right. Commissioner Stevens. Mr. Chairman, I make a recommendation we follow the 
the <clears throat> saying of the LCPC on this rezoning. Is there a second to that? Second. Motion second. We approve 2023-046 LC as presented. Any further discussion? See it being done. All in favor, by show of hands, please. All right, the motion passes. Rezoning is approved. Thank you. That concludes your business, sir. Chair, entertain the motion to come out of public here and back in the session. Second? Second. Second. All in favor, show of hands. All righty. What a great um, day. Let me, let, me, let me do this. Um, it's not often that we get to have our state representative with us, so we're going to invite him to come and give us three minutes of his best wisdom. Then we'll excuse him. <laughs> Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Thank you, I know that you hadn't noticed when I'm on a program to speak at a funeral and it says three minutes. <laughs> I always wave the three minutes. I tell the preacher, it takes me three minutes to get up to the pool. <laughs> but I'm going to, I just wanted to pass this on because uh, Mr. Barrett has to get back. We saw Commissioner Walton when he left. And we knew, I knew he went to tell somebody that Barrett wasn't on the property and they could go on and do what they needed to do. <laughs> so we're going to rush back. But, but I couldn't let this his, historical moment pass when George Anderson was talking about her mother. That council was the first women mayor and full female <clears throat> city council in the United States of America. That's why Walter Conkite was here, because it was so historical. There's a lot of other history that I, I know somehow you all have figured out how to gather it and put it in the archives, but it's also very historical that when the Justice of the Peace was still the order of business in Georgia, and very powerful because there were all many magistrates and we had one in McIntosh, then the community of McIntosh. <clears throat> I can't call Mr. Bill's last name to save my life. Baker. No, it wasn't Baker. This, this, Mr. Bill, he was a white gentleman. His wife was a fire watcher for the fire tower that used to be in McIntosh many, many years ago. Mm -hmm. he, he, yes, sir. I can't remember his last name. But he was the justice of the peace. Mm. In 1964, and I've kind of researched and I can't find this statement to be reputable. In 1964, James Smith replaced him as justice of the peace. Earlier when Paul Sykes, Sheriff Sykes died unexpectedly, he served a short while at the behest of the commission as an interim sheriff until Bill Phillips ran and was elected. Mm. But at, and he took over again as Justice of the Peace. But in 64, when James Smith was appointed Justice of the Peace in the McIntosh District, remember now this was before the Civil Rights Bill. Mm -hmm. This was before the Voters' Rights Bill he became the first African-American Justice of the Peace in Georgia. Mm. In Georgia. That happened in Liberty County. Uh, glad it's named Liberty because it's proven it. But this is historical mm -hmm. that it happened as a Justice of the Peace there. And Mr. Alec Olds, who remembers Mr. Olds? Uh, Mr. Alec Olds was his constable 
because all justices of the peace were authorized to have a constable because they took in all of the warrants, et cetera, and he was, the constable's job was to serve whoever it was that was listed, and Ellicoles was the constable then. His wife was a home economist in Savannah, and he lived on what is one now 196, and we called it the Border Guy Road during these times. But the, these are historical facts, along with the fact that uh, Miss Carter was the very first female county commissioner. These certainly need to be preserved, and later, Carrie Kent became the first female mayor in Georgia when she was elected mayor of Walthalville following Miss Anderson. All of these are historical enough to be celebrated because we tend to forget. I'm going to remember Mr. Bill's name. Watch when I leave here and head home, I'll remember him. But he had an old 57 Blue Chevrolet right on the right across from a little service station there. You remember the gentleman had the service station, Brad? I can't call his name either. Age is good, but it's a little inconvenient. <laughs> <laughs> I used to didn't carry notes for anything. But I just wanted to share this with this august body about things Liberty County, Butler, Mr. Bill Butler. That was his name, Butler, there. But this, I wanted to share it with you. Since you are the guardians of the flame, you need to know all parts of the flame. Thank you very kindly. Thank you for sharing that with us. All right. We'll talk some more about Mr. Smith. All right. And happy early birthday, State Rep. His birthday is tomorrow. Let me ask you a question. Did you ever have any of Mr. Bill Butler's eggnog? His name was Ben Butler. And I you was know, much too young, but I did a lot of things I wasn't supposed to do, and I take the fifth on that question. Happy birthday to you, sir. Thank you, God. It's hard being 50, but somebody I know it. I know it. I know it. I know it. I know Mr. Brown, please make a mention of uh, I'll try to remember that. Uh, proposal for public works. Yes, sir. Uh, we come back before you tonight to uh, bring the proposals received with a recommendation on the uh, building that the commission looked at uh, some time ago to replace the current public workshop. Uh, as, as you recall, this will also be the new home to Mosquito Control, uh, as well as uh, a new version of the vehicle maintenance facility. So we had a committee, uh, this is in the memo, that uh, scored. We had three firms that presented. Uh, those are on the attachment for you there. Uh, the high score was Pope Construction Incorporated at a 92. Uh, they did exceed MWBE requirements uh, on the project, so those were met. Their construction costs related to the project is $6,334,000. Um, just a little bit back on that, too. You recall this is a project. Again, that y'all looked at actually in, in December with the architect on hand. Uh, it's about 20,079 square feet, which is on target, by the way, with, with our square footage that you looked at that night, uh, put basically designed in, in what y'all requested that night. 
And the budget does uh, meet this need. This actually is about right on target for like in, in 2022, we had a project, whole project budget that was anticipated. And this project came in within that budget range. Uh, you may recall too that it's, it was, it's funded basically by splosh proceeds and splosh seven. And so uh, should the board desire to uh, make award tonight, then we're prepared to go ahead and move the building forward for you, like you asked with the uh, bond underwriter that's here tonight. Uh, to meet with you. A couple of particular items on the building I know that you're aware of. Again, it does include mosquito control in a separate outbuilding for proper storage of those chemicals, which is something they haven't been able to do um, at the old landfill site where they've been. Uh, the building is built to withstand uh, wind loads greater than 100 miles an hour, which is a little bit unusual, but given the location, uh, it was structured like that. Due to some low city water pressure, uh, there, one of the big items that's having to be added into the project is a fire storage tank and a fire pump for the facility. Uh, so uh, th those are, again, uh, not common. Uh, new generator, uh, 250 kW generator also goes with the site. The site, much like y'all ask, uh, is fenced uh, and motorized, which is something we have not had. And we've had some burglaries there of catalytic converters and things off the site. So we look forward to, to having that in place. Um, we did try to follow your guidance, uh, not to build for today, but also to plan for a little bit with the future. So it does have uh, 12 service bays, some with larger doors for the larger equipment. It does have three vehicle lifts in it, and it does have a bridge crane set up in it, which is something that as they went through meeting with the department heads, uh, Mr. Coleman, who handles the shop, as you know, Mr. Um, uh, Silvers and Mr. Wells, uh, some things that were noted there. This does include uh, complete demolition of the old building and removal of the, of the <coughs> old structure. You, you remember, I'm sure though, that we will be leaving the concrete pad for the current building because it's being turned into a washdown pad uh, with proper drainage there. And, and the last thing I mentioned is we did take note, um, it does include the extra parking, the paved parking that the board requested that night when you were with the architect for the staff too. So, um, you know, with that, the, the users of the buildings are here to answer any questions you might have related to that. Uh, and we do have uh, Mr. Rob Sharp from Pope Construction who's here to answer any questions you may have from him. But our recommendation from the committee is we do move forward it is in your budget is the budgeted item under splash seven it's going was he one of them yes sir it's uh mr mosley myself uh david o'hagan and uh mr wells man y'all trying to get a little smart on us i shouldn't have never said anything <laughs> we should have just sat back and, and watched Shall i treat like a rezoning request is a petitioner here <laughs> Well, I'm sure. <laughs> well, we got three that's been waiting a long There's time. Petitioners. There's Very three petitioners time. here. Mr. Wells, come in come real please. Speak to, speak to this project and, and um, how it will uh, benefit your staff and what they do. Yes, we, we're looking forward to it. We've uh, been waiting a while. We, Like I said, we met with our architects and planned, and we, we think it's a good thing. We think it's going to serve us well. Yes, sir. Uh, that, that's the one thing I want to ask, Clint. Are you are you satisfied with it? Because Joey's good about cutting the corners on that. But I mean, if you if you satisfied with it, and you I mean, can work with it, and yeah. it's going to be something for twenty years down the road. Oh yeah, there's, there's no doubt we, uh, you know, we went through it all and looked at it and tried to figure out what we can get by with and not. And we, I mean, this 
I think it's a good plan. Well, I know when we, you know, did the construction on the woman, Chairman McIver was here. You know, that was a, it was a, it was a good thing, and I, I could see a few places in there where we probably ought to took a little bit more time and maybe moved it a little closer to the road or something like that. But um, you're the one that's going to be running it. <coughs> I, I did mention earlier last year and probably the year before. I. I think we really ought to be looking, the board, whoever's sitting up here, the West End, to haul your equipment out there. We need to have something that when your tractors, and I saw them sitting, you know, out on on uh, Curtis Road there, and, you know, they're on, actually on private property, yeah. but is there any possible way we can, uh, yours ain't sitting out in the weather at the house, is it? No. Okay. That's the only thing I want to say. Let's make sure that. Somewhere down the line, we're going to have to find a piece of property on the on the west end that we can. Yeah, um, we we have had some talk about that around the industrial park or the old airport or something, trying to do something there, but it just. Yeah. Well, we've got Farrell's uh, garage. We keep them parked under there. Well, I know it's <laughs> it, it's leaking through the most. <laughs> it leaks a little bit, but. Well, I mean, I know we're going to grow. Hopefully, you know, there's going to be a lot of more paved roads, but um, that's always been something that, I mean, that, that we need to make sure that they're, you know, out of the weather. Uh, and I know Steve will tell you the best thing to do is have them under a shelter, and at least on concrete, because you can't tell what's dripping out the bottom of them when you pull off. So yeah. Uh, yeah, if yeah. you tickle to death with it, Yep, I'm satisfied. I don't want to hear a word that any way you want it now. I'm going to tell you that. <laughs> I've looked at everything. I, 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 <laughs> I had some conversation the other day, and I went back and looked again just to, to, to make sure I was, well, I was it's, good. It's in Commissioner Stevens' district, but it's going to serve the whole thing. Everything county. is in Commissioner Stevens' district. <laughs> That's, right. That's right. You voted on tonight. I'm glad you put that on the record. <laughs> <laughs> That's what. Commissioner Stevens is. He's seeing growth all around down there. So, he is. So that's a good thing. Yeah. He, he didn't get enough, so y'all give him some more. Got the gym, got the Miller Park, got the fire station, got the EMS station. You, 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 you convey the same as this gentleman? Sure. All right. So. And then Mr. All Coleman. Right. Put that on record. Mr. Coleman is over the uh, I got three mechanic shop. Collaborating partners. Yes, there. sir. All three of them. Mm -hmm. yeah. not a, and not I think in their hand. the biggest chunk of the building, Ron. How big is his side? His side is is the biggest the shop. Yeah, I would think so. Yeah. The, the yeah. county shop will come vehicles. Yeah. Mm -hmm. we, and like I say, now Frazier will be in there with us, and he's got him and his assistants got offices, and you know. Well, that's good because I, I know he has to be to town. down there. <laughs> he gets out of that 1945 single wide. He's been. And you got Clint. You got your break room for your workers and stuff yep. like that. Yep. Yep. We we got a break room off to the side there for them and. Okay. Sounds like a good plan there. Are you ready for a motion? Just, and, just, uh, just, we're going to get it for free, right? Yes, yeah, it's going to give you a discount. I, I just got a question. Uh, not for you all. You, Mr. Brown, <laughs> uh, looking at the scoring, of course, I, I see uh, Pope really, I mean, they came in at lowest. And then also uh, looking at the NWB, Standpoint, I'm glad to see that they have exceeded uh, what, what we have on paper. 
But I'm looking at the other two bids. So NIC stands for not in compliance, right? Not in compliance, that's great. Okay, see? I'm, I was just trying to get yes, some sir. clarification. Yes, sir. Yeah. Mr. Brown, you said Polk Construction was here? Type is. Mr. Yeah. Rob Sharp is here representing yeah, yeah, Rob. them. Yeah, Speak to this project, sir. Um, we, know, I know, we know your name from having been here in Liberty County, you know strangers in Liberty County. Yes, sir. But speak specifically to this project. And First of all, I'd like to thank, uh, I had the opportunity to work in Liberty County with Mr. Stevens on Samuel B. Harris, and we've enjoyed everything, and we enjoy everything uh, in District One. <laughs> we do, uh, but but there's a lot of thought that went into this building. I can tell by when we took the time to bid it. It took a long time to bid it, and there's specific items, but it's built for the future. You know, it, it's built to withstand. Usually, public facilities areas are pretty tough on, you know, the inside of a building, or it's got 22 gauge. Uh, interior liner panels, the, the roof is 22 gauge. So it, it is designed to last as long as it can last. Now, you know, public works facilities take some ab abuse, but the, you know, instead of having asphalt on the outside, it's got concrete, which can take the turning and whatnot. Um, just like Mr. Brown said, it's got generators, it's got uh, a sprinkler system. It, it's, it's designed very well. Um, and it's not just designed to last five to ten years. It's last to last a long time. So um, we're excited to work with Mr. McCall, and if we have the opportunity, uh, we worked with McCall before, and, and we enjoy working in Liberty County. And we thank all of y'all. Rob, that that sprinkle system is that going to be foam system? Uh, no, it's not. I have to look back at, it, but no, it's got a it's it's a water system that um, that has a storage tank on the outside with fire pumps that withstands it, it it's got a the storage tank has to have enough water to supply the building 90 minutes at full capacity because what i'm looking at if you got something in there that's burning it's going to either be all uh gas or diesel right and you don't want to put water on that right so that's what I, i'm looking at i, I think it, it's going to supply what's required by code Okay. to allow the fire department to, to get there in a timely <clears throat> manner. And it's a brand new fire station coming up right yeah. down the street. Yeah. <laughs> Along the line of uh, supply and demand, how, how are we looking for? I know we've had some. You know, um, typically, you know, 18 months ago or, or two years ago, we could get things a lot quicker than we can now. Um, you know, the metal building is going to take some time to engineer and whatnot. Um, so supply and demand just takes a little bit longer than it did previously. And um, it's something that we deal with and we've had to deal with on Samuel B. Harris on air conditioner units and whatnot. But it's, it takes a little bit, you know, it's got to be engineered, which is probably going to take 10 to 12 weeks just to engineer the building itself to get the reactions for the footings and whatnot. Mm -hmm. So we'll, we'll be w uh, working on the site work and trying to move the project along as quick as we can. Mm -hmm. But, you know, once we get the building, it'll go up quick. I, I will say that. But, you know, our, our anticipation would be to do as much on the site work as possible so we can make worthwhile of our time. Was that one of the um, criteria that you all scored, you know, the, the timeline, following the timeline? It was. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah. All right, sir. Mr. Brown, this is a splash project, correct? It is, it is a splash project. one penny. The one penny. The one penny project. Be 
Yeah, I think we have our questions answered. Um, I got a question, Mr. Chairman. I'm sorry. Joey, you said that um, the, the water pressure is low on, <coughs> on Baconton, on Baconton Road. What about up at uh, the Sam Harris gym? I mean, is it bad up there, too? Uh, it's that's a, that's, it, a, that's it, a midway it, issue? It, it, is, it is a midway issue. It's a midway pressure problem issue that I think when they put the new tank in, mm -hmm. will cure that, the new elevated tank. Um, but uh, luckily, at this point, we don't have to sprinkle that building up there. If, if that comes, we have to end up sprinkling Samuel B. Harris, which is some discussion we're having right now with the fire marshal then we would also have to go back in there and look at a, 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 a water line to run in there as well as a fire tank and a booster for that facility also. But hopefully we don't have to do that. Long well, answer, I'm sorry, long answer to your question. Well, up on 17, where that new, was that EMS station, is that is that in Midway? It, it is, but we're getting water, if you remember, from the Development Authority. Oh, the Development yes, Authority. Yes, sir. Okay. Yes, sir. If I remember correctly, the mayor's to say they're waiting on parts. Something to the, the, they are. Yeah, they for, are. For the water tower. Yeah. They are. Yeah, supply and demand again. It's supply and demand again. Yeah. Mr. Chair, just, just for clarification, I know normally uh, with uh, a lot of our, our uh, construction, we normally do a 10% contingency. Is, is there a, a reason why on this one we're doing five? It, it, would, it really depends. It, it's not necessarily a set percentage as much as it is a dollar amount, too. So on larger, larger projects, you usually see a smaller contingency amount that's in there okay. to do that. I was just thinking that, that Pope is just that good. <laughs> the, they are. You would say they are. How many days if, 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 after materials on there? About a year. Months. 12 months. Uh, 14 months. Yeah, it was a little over a year. I didn't bring yeah. that sheet Probably in here. 14 months. Okay. okay. We'll All right. We ready? Okay. You, you pleased? And yes, sir. I'm good. Okay. Chair, entertain a motion then. Mr. Chair, I make a motion that we accept the bid proposal coming from Pope Industry. What amount of? Six. Second. 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 Hope to have some more in the next week. They're they picking them up. All right, now we got to pay for it, Mr. Brown. Okay, thank you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Wait a minute. Better wait. Let us do the bond. You're going to need to see, see it through. <laughs> 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 Are you presenting that? <laughs> <laughs> he yields. No, that's a good You need to go on. To, to that end, and in order to try to expedite the project as much as we can, um, Mr. Uh, David Lucas and uh, Trey Monroe are here tonight to talk to you about the resolution to authorize the Public Facility Authority to issue the bonds for these projects. And I will note that at your podium, um, we put a new resolution there for you. It uh, just has a few minor changes incorporated in it, but when you gentlemen want to.
just for my I knew and I don't put you on the spot, but you can tell me later. The members of the public facilities authority. I know, didn't we read not very long ago? Didn't we reappoint someone to the public facilities authority? Yes, we did. Right. Mr. Yeah. Thomas yeah. and uh, Ms. Renee Camper's on yeah. there. Is that third? Um, one? Paul Johnson. Paul, Paul Johnson's still okay. on there. Johnson okay, and all right. Mr. Got it. Thomas. I'm, I'm glad Commissioner Gillard didn't hear that because I, I, I was. All right, Mr. Rowe, how are you, sir? I'm well, thank you. Uh, nice, nice to see you all again. Um, so as Mr. Brown mentioned, the, um, and this is typical uh, in the way that, that the county has funded uh, a number of their SPLOS projects going back probably 15, 15 years or more, but the resolution in front of you is, is uh, essentially it requests, uh, this, this body requests the Liberty County Public Facilities Authority to issue revenue bonds um, in the amount of approximately $6,080,000 to uh, finance the, the acquisition, construction, and equipping of the new public works facility. Um, so if, if it's the board's pleasure and you uh, adopt this resolution, what would happen from that point is uh, we would um, prepare bid packages for, for the bonds um, ultimately send those out and accept bids for the bonds and then of course it would be the public facilities authority that is actually issuing the bonds uh, for the benefit of the county um, and then providing the proceeds to complete the project so uh, as as we understand it there is some money on hand uh, I think from SPLOS 6 that can be used towards this building so that's why you see a bond amount that's actually a little bit less than the project cost uh, there's already some money on hand to help pay for the cost of this project but it is uh, the bonds are, are designed to be paid for from the one penny sales tax um, and of course we would be back before this board uh, once we had the bid package complete and had bids in hand for the bond to um, review those results with you uh, ultimately before the bonds are issued so again, this resolution simply requests that the authority move forward with the issuance of the bond uh, or the, the start that process. Be happy to answer any questions. So, Mr. Brown, I'm trying to do the simple math here. Six million eight hundred thousand. Six six million eighty thousand. Six million eight thousand. Right. From, from the, the funding, so the six, so plus seven will three three. So, so, so a couple of things there. Yeah. Um, the okay. total project budget, mm -hmm. and this has got um, special instructions, special inspections, engineering, mm -hmm. uh, everything built in. So mm -hmm. it's outside of your building. You're building six million three thirty-four. The total project budget is about seven point three million okay. for the project. Okay. You've got Splash Six still has one point four million dollars remaining for. in it. <laughs> And so we apply those and the net proceeds actually needed mm -hmm. to complete the whole 7.3 million will not exceed that 6 million okay. Right. Okay. Okay. No, that That's what I was trying to. Commissioners, um, any, any additional questions before we move on this? Uh, everybody clear? All right, Make motion we approve the uh, resolution. <laughs> second. Motion second. We approve the bond resolution. Knowing that plus six or seven will cover it.
Yes, sir. Uh, those two numbers. Any further discussion? All in favor, show of hands, please. Opposition. All right. Thank you. Okay. Thank you, sir. Before he leaves, too, you might want to comment on what you think the period of time will be before they're actually issued and take action. Sure. So uh, the schedule would be, um, I mean, well, really, it, it would be a, uh, we'll, we'll move as fast as we're told to move, but uh, okay. theoretically, the process to get the funding in place should take no longer than 60 days. Um, and so, again, that would incorporate uh, meetings, scheduling the meetings with the Public Facilities Authority, and then, of course, uh, the bond will have to be validated in the Superior Court, so we'll go through that validation process uh, that takes about three weeks. But um, from, from start to finish, it, it, uh, you know, 45 to 60 days. What's that bond rate right now? Uh, we're projecting it to be uh, somewhere south of 4%. About 4%. Uh, you know, that's that's where we see it today that yeah. you know don't hold me to that but um yeah. <coughs> we'll be we'll be well under that hopefully all right and so so, so right. yeah. as plus proceeds coming from spot seven we'll pay the bond off just that's, that's the plan oh uh, yes that is that, I mean, that will happen yes that's where those proceeds without are penalty yeah, yeah uh, no the, the we'll we'll request that in the in the bid um, for the bonds that, that they be able to be prepaid at any time. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. And, and also in the past, haven't we had to refinance or had an opportunity to refinance a bond or two? We have. We did. Um, for a better rate. Yeah. So right. in, uh, in 2000, well, it's happened a few times. In, in 2016, uh, we refinanced the bonds that uh, initially funded the, um, the airport, uh, right. some expansion work at the airport. And then in 2020, we refinanced the uh, bonds that financed this building, uh, the mm -hmm. Justice, or it was the Justice, justice Center, excuse I'm me. I'm about to say not center. this one, it's <laughs> this <laughs> other one. <laughs> yeah, pardon me. Yeah. Um, and so that that was uh, the two refinancings that have occurred. Right. Uh, yeah. Got my gears turning. We'll, yeah. <laughs> we'll talk some more. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, sir. Did we vote? Yeah. Yes, we did. Yes, sir. Okay. Yes, we did. Well, I'm, I'm sorry I was out in the room, but I'm all in four of it. Make sure. No, you, you were here. Huh? You were here. I was. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did the Juvenile Court? Yes, I furnished you a copy of this. Uh, this is something that the juvenile judge sent over actually just about a week ago, um, requesting that they be allowed to hire a staff attorney to assist with juvenile court and to be able to split that cost with the other counties that you see there on your list, uh, Liberty County's portion would be $35,101 uh, per, per physical year. So it actually wouldn't be that much for this remaining of a year. Um, that's really all the information I have for you on that. What, have we got money? Uh, was that in their budget or was it? No, so this would be a budget amendment. This would be required to add to the budget. How much? That um, Liberty County's portion would be $35,101. Or yeah. less. Or, or less for the remainder of this year. Mm -hmm. Any idea on the digest? We don't, no, sir. Mm -hmm. The appeals the appeals process is closed, and I'm hoping, yes, sir, I'm hoping that, that sometime in the next 30 days we'll get an after the fact yeah, you gotta wait for that. that. Well, thanks, I will tell you that the other counties have a uh, 
his uh, assistant sent me word today the other counties have agreed to fund it. There would be an intergovernmental agreement that would need to take place for the funding. Was there a reason why they didn't have it in their budget? Did they, I mean, we just did budget a couple months ago. Why are they doing it? Maybe it was a request that was not approved in the original budget, I believe. It was requested now. Well, I thought um, in some of those we were going to wait till we kind of got a feel of the um, digest. digest. Um, that won't be but a couple more months, hopefully, if that, that we would get the digest and then maybe we could approve it or disapprove it. Let's do that, Mr. Chairman. Let's kind of let's see get what that is. I, I mean, I, I just think that we need to know what, how many eggs is in that basket. It's such short notice or in between that we that we approved the budget and we moved some of those special interest items and then it's right back, but yeah, who else, who's going to not be taken care of if we um, just amending this quick? I, I, I mean, me personally, I think we ought to wait, but now I do too. <coughs> I think we should. Wait. Well, we can, and I'm trying to decipher this on the spot. We can wait, or we can have the um, judge come. Either come before so he can meet with me and Joey and kind of let us do it. Give us time to talk to the to, to the to the judge okay. and bring something back to you. Let's see if we can get somebody to do it pro bono for a little bit. Yeah, let's, let's table it for now. All right. Do you need a motion for that or yes, please. Okay. Yes, sir, Mr. Chairman. I make a motion that we table the budget amendment for juvenile court. Sir. This request until further information is is gathered. Any further discussion? All in favor, show of hands, please. It's tables, all right. And, and then, uh, Mr. Chairman, just a couple updates. Just a reminder, the EMS ribbon cutting is next week on the 11th at 10 o'clock. Man, I was just <laughs> thinking the same thing. Yeah. August 11th is right around the corner. Around the corner. And was that at 10 o'clock? <laughs> Maria, send us out reminders, please, too. Okay, okay. I will do that. COVID slowed everything down, and after COVID, And the historic cultural applications are due August 16th. So we'll be convening the committee after that to review those and make a recommendation back to the board. And we do have a date fund request from, right. from someone, and I'm waiting to get the amount on that from finance. And once I get that, we'll get that committee together. Haven't also. had one of those in a while. No, sure we have. Okay. Yes, and that's all I have. Uh, historical cultural. Who? The chairman, Commissioner Gilliard. Commissioner Gilliard, myself. And and Commissioner Stevens. Mm -hmm. Okay. And the chairman. All right. I've got the list. Okay. I looked. I'm sorry. I don't remember. Okay. All right. While you're standing there, so you have any information on the arrangement for Mr. Durden from Tom Durden? I, I don't. I understand that um, there were some arrangements that were posted and then and then pulled down, and I mm -hmm. I don't. Okay. The short answer is. If you, they were they're up to date now. They up there. Yeah, the funeral I'm sorry. will be at uh, Hinesville First Baptist Church. And, uh, I saw it there just a minute ago. Um, uh, <coughs> must be honest sure. with you. Chair, yeah. if I may say, uh, <coughs> when that project on Bill Carter Road came
came to us, we had talked about a cemetery and I could not find it. <laughs> the developer has found the cemetery. So he went he through did. all that effort. Okay. Yeah, he's found it and we're going back yeah. out. So he would, he's gonna mark it and he said that's gonna be like a common undisturbed spot out there. So he did go through that effort to locate it. We appreciate him for doing that. I have to say the developers we've been working with have all been very mm -hmm. uh, cooperative and, and uh, considerate on all the projects. Uh, Mr. Brown, once again, I put you on the spot, but in, in, has everything, um, and Commissioner Stevens, the, um, the dump trucks on the island highway, is that, how's that going this, I went, this week? I went down that way this morning and stayed down there for about 30 minutes, and they've slowed down quite a bit. Um, I only saw about maybe eight trucks circulating this morning. Okay. So, um, okay. Well, I, I rode down there the other day, didn't know nothing about there was a new dirt pit down there. Mm -hmm. but I saw the DOT and they had mm -hmm. them pulled over. Right. So I think that's pretty much put them. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. yeah. Right. The, uh, it looks like what's posted here is Howard uh, in Ludwissi. The, um, the funeral is uh, Thursday, August the 3rd at 4 p.m. at First Baptist Church. Visitation is two hours ahead of time. Okay. Right. Once again, um, if you just make a note, the record shows that we honor his services too. I uh, don't know how many years he served as a district attorney, but several years. But we certainly honor his um, service and we honor his memory now. Prayers and condolences are sent to the family. You said First Baptist Church? Mm -hmm. Okay, thank you. Thursday. All right. all right. Is that all for the good and order? That's it. Chair, yeah. table, motion to so adjourn. Moves, chair. Second. All in favor? Thank you. First day of school tomorrow.